have you ever had a craft beer while doing yoga in an art museum? That's the kind of stuff that happens in Milwaukee. No wonder it was named the Midwest's coolest and most underrated city by Vogue. They even host the biggest music festival in the world called Summerfest, and people actually surf there. It's sometimes random, but always wonderful. Go to visitmilwaukee.org slash plan to get your trip started. One more time, visitmilwaukee.org slash plan. Uh, well, I'm John Waltz, and I say to you, Shlemiel Shlemazel. I'm Lex Freeman, and I say Mill Runny to Milwaukee. I'm John Armstrong. <laughs> Let's take Wisconsin back, everybody. <laughs> to wherever. I don't know. Anyway, welcome to Turning This Car Around. And the nice thing is you could do a road trip with the family to Milwaukee. And then yeah. if the kids are bad, you could literally say, don't make me turn this car around. Literally. Literally. And you could mean it. Literally. Yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be picking up the, picking up three kids at the last day of school. The, the, the minute we get off this podcast. Mm, my and, kids uh, have their last day of school. And there's a very good well. chance that I will be saying those words. <laughs> <laughs> Take them back to school. You're turning it I around. I picked them up yeah. yesterday, and they were already getting a little giddy about um, getting close to the end of the year. And uh, I got to pick them up again today, and, and I, I'm <laughs> not looking forward for I'm a little apprehensive. Mm-hmm. I'm working from home today, and uh, so each kid, they, it's a half day on the last day, right? And so they all came in, and each one did a little dance. I'm on vacation. And so I, mm-hmm. I got that while on work calls three times in a row, which is fun. That's great. Yes. <laughs> Moltz, can you take the kids to anything? fun like so they can get some like can you take them to ice cream or some other crazy thing or you just well, so to take the thing is you know it's it's um 30 miles away towards oh, seattle right. towards seattle yeah it's awesome. so any stop just exponentially increases the um mm-hmm. the commute so yep. no god <laughs> <laughs> we got time to I'm make picking them up and i'm bringing them I'm dropping them off at their houses, and that's that. Gentlemen, I am really this. fucking tired right now. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah. So you uh I, I was on a business. You just flew in from the coast and boy are your arms tired. Uh, the flight was supposed to land at twelve twenty AM. Oh okay. and then uh due to weather uh, it was delayed by two hours, so it landed at two twenty AM. And mm-hmm. then you have to get your luggage and then get an Uber and then get home. So I got home around three twenty AM. And uh, then I struggle to fall asleep, which is what always happens to me because I, I require, if it's late night, I require myself to stay awake in the Uber because I don't live close to the airport and I want to make sure that they're not taking me to murder town. So oh, when you yeah, do all the yeah. things to stay awake in your Uber, uh, then I get home and I'm like, I'm awake now. So I fell asleep in a four handle and I am tired. So I just want you guys to know that. Okay. I'm well, 20% of Lex Friedman right now. Thank you for joining us today, Lex. We appreciate your I wouldn't heroic it for effort. the world. And, uh, I have, I am now staring down the barrels, the double barrels of, yay, kids are coming next week. But then the flip side of that is the living room will be filled with trunks and people trying to figure out whose is what stuff because it wasn't labeled yet or they were Mm. labeling it, but someone moved the labels and what happened to my labels? Where's my labels? Oh my God. Is that mine or yours? I don't know. That's not mine. No, it's yours. No, it's mine. No, I gave it to you last year. Remember? Cause you were the, yeah that that's going to be happening next week you sound pretty stoked no actually i'm stoked to see my girls of course as always and um um and the um the uh the thing is i just got a call from liz sorry i had to send her a voicemail um the thing is is that um happy to see the girls but they're flying out alone 
Uh, first time? Not met. Actually, oh, yes, wow. it's their first time. Um, they're not. They're flying a private carrier that I'm not going to name at this time that rhymes with special airways. No, it doesn't oh, wow. rhyme with any of that. No, 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 no. Anyway, point is, point is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the air train out to JFK, which is awesome because it's like five bucks or whatever. So it's total like subway plus air train. And then, um, yeah, I will um, pick them up and bring them back in a, in a taxi because the taxi, I like the taxi there. I don't, I do lift to get to the airport, but then I take a taxi home. I don't know why. Nice. Just easier. Taxi lines right there. Done. And the taxi <laughs> lines are really short. So I've been lucky. Anyway, point is girls are coming. I'm excited. Yay. I'm excited I'm also for you. scared. Huh? I'm excited for you. Marla's going to camp for three weeks. That's the thing. So adding her to the mix for the big trunk pack is going to be gnarly. That's all I'm saying. I can't remember. Did I tell you guys the story about when I was telling Sierra about what we're doing on our Alaska vacation that she didn't believe me? I was like, (laughs) I don't don't think so. So so we're we're, next week. I'll miss the show next week, but next week we, uh, we hop on uh, a cruise to Alaska and uh, we're going to fly to Canada and then from Vancouver, uh, get on the boat and go around Alaska. And I was telling Sarah about the trip and she's like, what are some of our excursions? And I'm like, well, when we're in this city, we're going to take a helicopter ride to the top of a glacier. And then on the glacier, we're going to hop on a dog sled. And she's like, what are we actually going to do? And I'm like, no, we really, and I totally empathize with her. Like where she was like, that dad of mine likes to josh around so that can't and i'm like no really is she super did not believe me. like you have to know that even though i can be a jokester when i'm telling you that i'm serious i mean it and then like it literally had to end with ask mom and she'll tell you that this is exactly what <laughs> but i actually really appreciated that she was like there's no way we could be doing that <laughs> that feels like a good trip so i'm excited that sounds great we uh, we didn't do that <laughs> <laughs> we had a nice trip but we didn't do that no. My when I was a kid, I did this trip, which I think I've mentioned, and we did the helicopter to the glacier. But my parents hate animals so much they skipped the dog sled part. So mm. this will be my first dog sled experience. Mm. How do they do? Also, with, uh, my last. Mm. How how was your how is your family dog responded to by your parents? Oh, they 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 hate him. Um, mm-hmm. My mom calls him dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, get down, dog. Go away, mm-hmm. dog. Mm-hmm. She calls me the same thing. And, uh, but, uh, they, they avoided it at all, at all costs. My does, dad um, actually, does, does the dog, dog, does the dog pay this. special attention to her? Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. He's like, just play with me. Just right. play with right. me. Right. And like, there if she's sitting down, wrong. if I only ingratiate myself to you more, you will pay attention to me. Yep. Yes. Right. The, the, Cause he's a small dog. Right. So he does that thing where you, you, you kind of stand up and hold onto their knee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> does he make and, his eyes really big too? And cute. Like all the YouTube oh, video. Yeah. Um, the thumbnail, <laughs> the thumbnails on the videos. It's like Game of Thrones sketch meeting, and then they have like characters from the Game of Thrones with their eyes gigantic and crazy. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? I do. Just, I dog all pets. I think in there they emit that, even though they don't physically do that. They emit that big eye. Uh, there's probably a, I don't know, like a, a Japanese term for what it is because it seems like it's from anime, but I could be wrong. You yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, probably. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna Google that while you guys carry on, because it's important. Okay. <laughs> carry on, my wayward mold. It's really important. Um. So, Lex, you just got back from a trip. I sure did. And, I was in Joshua um, Tree. 
there was some there was some discussion in our Slack. Um, please contact John if you if you're not on mm-hmm. Slack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's info at turningthiscaron.com. Five to eight oh, week uh, response time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, about um, I think this this came out of a discussion of uh, Apple. Apple's event and Tim Cook saying something about uh, thanking the yes. Apple employees for working nights and weekends. And there was a long discussion in the Slack, uh, very interesting, about, um, uh, I don't know, how do you put it, like uh, work-life balance, I guess. Um, and um, trying to hit that balance. Yes. So. I would like to discuss that at length. Um I did find it depressing, but guys, we're going to pause the show. We can keep recording. It's still happening. Um, two of my kids are going to grandma's to sleep over tonight uh, because Sierra has a dance show, but they're coming in to say goodnight to me. I'm going to say goodnight, daddy. Night, daddy. Say, I love you, daddy. Love you, daddy. Say, I am not a paid member of this podcast. I do not get cut in on that sweet Milwaukee money. <laughs> we can say goodnight. I think we should cut her in. Good night. Say yeah. hi, everybody. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Say hey. You're listening to turning this car around. You're listening. You're listening to, to turning, turning turning this car around. Good job. Have a good night. I can't wait to see you. Want to play tomorrow? <laughs> this is all staying in the show. This is all staying in the show. Oh yeah, no, it's got to stay in the I show. I think that should just be I'm the show. A podcast. <laughs> yeah. Lisa's like, what? What? What were we just doing? <laughs> it was a podcast. <laughs> Can I just say goodbye? Okay, so that's that. that I found that whole uh, turning this car around Slack thread very depressing. And then somebody, Blake, I think it was Blake, um, mentioned listening to a podcast that really hit me hard. And I've been trying not to think of that, but we should talk about it. Uh, I'm going to quote Blake. I heard a story on a different podcast about a man who worked at IBM back in the heyday who realized this when a coworker died that was in his 40th year at the company. After he died, he watched all of his projects get reassigned and taken over by other people in a few weeks and realized the dead coworker would be forgotten in weeks. He quit soon after that and took a job less demanding of his time. Like <laughs> the message being, you can work really, really hard at a big company. And then when you die, they're like, oh, that yeah, guy's dead. Yeah. Let's replace everything he does. You know, I mean, I worked, I worked at the company that I worked for, for on, a, you know, on and off in different capacities for 17 years. It's um, hard to believe. Doesn't and, mess with my picture of you. Um, and when I left in 2012 something like that. Um, I was sure that they were going to be contacting me like every other week. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> I was contacted yeah, by email maybe twice <laughs> and then never heard from anybody ever again, <laughs> which was fine because I didn't really want to be contacted all the time. But at the same time, I was like, huh, I really thought that they were going to have a harder time getting along without me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And mm. turns out they didn't. <laughs> Or they just let things get screwed up and, you know, and then, you know, out of um, an over, uh, over aggrandized sense of um, determination. <laughs> did I've not contact me. I've definitely been contacted by past jobs, but uh, yeah, mm. it's, I, I mean, I, I just left a job uh, uh, four months ago and um, I, probably shouldn't say anything more about it, but like uh, there are times when you know, oh, this is how they're replacing me. Or this is, this is the things they're having to do or the number of people they're having to hire or, or shift around or whatever. But like, it's all because you are even the most, you know, the, the thing that the, the job advice is like, you have to make yourself indispensable, right? Like you got to be indispensable. You got to, they must have to have you that way you can keep staying there and rise through the ranks, whatever else. But then like, if you do go by death or other reasons, they're like, okay, let's figure <laughs> out the next thing. That's right. ah, depressing. Yeah. I had a person say to me, and it, it really, it changed my life. 
in my late twenties, I was, you know, I graduated late from college and ish and, uh, well, Mormon, Mormon late, you know, the mission kind of messes stuff up. Anyway, uh, I was working and I'm like, and I was going, they transitioned me from hourly to full time. So I was getting paid by the hour. So it was, there was incentive to work overtime. Plus you got time and a half, which was awesome. So, and they just build that onto their clients. So they didn't care. So, um, I, when I moved to salary, it's like, wait a minute, I'm making the exact same money that I made when it was hourly. What? I mean, okay, awesome. <laughs> I have health insurance, but I had that before because you guys do that for your hourly. Right. So whatever. And, um, he's like, well, don't work so many hours. And I was like, you got damn right. I'm not going to work so many hours. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> Walking away people. Yep. See you later. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I did. And it, and it was awesome. It like saved my life actually. And it helped me like focus some things in my life. It was good. Very yeah. good. But, and I, and so first job out of college, I learned don't kill yourself for a job. They don't care. They don't, he didn't care. He was a partner, yeah. managing partner. He's like, whatever, it's fine. Just don't work so long. Don't work so many hours. If you I can't do it, young. we need more people. You like, know, okay, I did it when I was young and I don't really regret it because I didn't, I mean, you know, it was just, me and Karen, we were married and living together and it was, it didn't seem like that big a deal if I had to work a Saturday or something. And then, you know, later when you have, have a kid, it's much different. And when I was commuting mm-hmm. to Seattle, it was just like, I don't, I'm not doing this for long. I mean, I'm going to do it for a while until I can set things up so that I can stop doing it. Yes. And I did it for like a year and a half. And that was as much as I can stand. But my dad commuted for, f- you know, 50 years or whatever. Into, I mean, like, you know, an hour and a half commute um, from Connecticut to New York City. And wow. my brothers really, I think, resented that for, oh, you know, because they, they resented it because he wasn't around. I didn't resent it as much because I had them. Yeah. Right. And, you know, so I had older male role models around all the time. And I didn't, like, you know, I missed my dad. And... You know, I think I would would have liked it if he maybe didn't work quite so much, but I didn't grow up feeling like I had that like lingering um, mm. sort of mm-hmm. resentment about it. Gotcha. And that's my impression of how they felt. Uh, um, yeah, my dad's my dad had short commutes, thirty minutes, forty five minutes. They were short, yeah. so it wasn't a big deal. Um, plus, I always liked going to pick him up from work. Because we it meant we were going to go out to dinner or go see a movie in a good theater mm-hmm. or, you know, there was mm-hmm. going to be an activity that was going to be fun. But um, that, that he, he, there was a couple of times in his life where he had to work Saturdays and crazy hours and stuff. But for the most part, he did not work insane hours. He didn't have to, he didn't have a thing. Like yeah. I, 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 there was a summer where I worked where he did, um, he had passed away and I desperately needed temp work, and it was a fascinating time to work where he worked. Um, spoiler alert, they built the space shuttle boosters. And um, so I would take the bus out there. There was a, the Utah, whatever transit, whatever it's called, UTA. They had a bus that would go out there, but you had to catch it at 6 o'clock in the morning or 6.30 or some insane time. And I would do it because it was cheap and fast and awesome. But it meant getting out the door at, you know, to be there at 6 to be waiting for the bus at six, but it stopped across the street from my house. So it was fantastic. But he never did that. He just drove. Like he never, he, so it wasn't like he was up early, you know, mm-hmm. 
And that example, I think, for me was like, okay, I'm not going to be the CEO of a company, but I'm also going to be able to have time with my kids. And I, I, especially once I had kids, that really changed everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, so have- like, we we saw him basically every day, but he he would leave before we got up, and then he would be back at seven o'clock at night. And he'd sit down and have dinner with my mom, and then he'd usually go into his office and work. Is and you know, and then <sighs> we could go in there and we would see him and talk to him and stuff like that. But it wasn't like I, we weren't doing I, anything. <laughs> I got I got one thing on Moles's dad then because I, everything else sounded exactly like me. Like he would <laughs> leave before he got up, come home for dinner. But the kids are usually eating dinner with me, and when they're not, I still always participate in bedtime. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the I don't go into my office at home. But so like the, the mistake that I make career-wise uh, from a parenting perspective is startups. And when I'm working at a startup, um, I always preach as an employer uh, work-life balance. But if an employee or a client needs me after hours, then I, it's a startup and I want to do it. And I'm making that choice actively and I'm aware that I'm doing it. Uh, we're about to go on this vacation and uh, have said that I'm going to have my phone. I have the data plan and I'm going to check in. And what I said I'm going to do is put my phone in do not disturb so that I'm checking it when I choose to versus when it bumps at me. Mm -hmm. Um, But there'll be times when I'm distracted. And like the thing that I make as like my perennial life mistake, and I've talked about in the show, I think years ago, and I think I am potentially just genetically incapable of fixing, which is a cop out, but is (laughs) this notion that, well, once my real life starts, you know, that's when I'll fix that problem. Sure. I don't know what I'm defining as, as that which I have acknowledged to myself. Like, I used to do with the house. Like, well, when what really happens, that's when I'll have like this room look good. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yep. And you do with parenting things, you do with just life decisions. It's like, it's happening. It's happening right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. You gotta, you gotta, um, you gotta just make the call and say, that's it. Done. Yeah. We're just, like, yeah. like when we, when we did the girl's bedroom last fall, it was like, Liz, I think, it, it moved something inside of her to be like, you know what, we need to do more. And so she's been really pushing for things. It's been good, actually. And so there's a project waiting for me called Bathroom Cabinets, which I've put off because I, can, I have the cabinets. Strangely, it has nothing to do with the bathroom cabinets. Well, it, mm, it does. Um, oh, okay. But we have a tile, we have a t- very high tile, like half wall of tile that goes up really tall. And so can I mount the cabinets over the tile? Because they're IKEA, and they're like kitchen cabinets, so they're like meant to hang on a wall with all the adjuster things, and they're strong. They're meant to hold dishes and whatnot. We're not going to put dishes in there. That's just for stuff like <laughs> toiletries and whatnot. But still, I wanted heavyweight ones, and they they were the right size. But don't I've eat in your bathroom. Two, I, anyway, I got two of them, and I can't. There's a little uh, rail across the tile, and it's like, do I cut that up, or do I like rip off all the tile on that side? I just, I'm like, ah, oh, uh, it's turning into craziness, and I just want to mount the cabinet over the thing, and then put one above it, another couple of feet above it. So we have two cabinets there, and anyway, it's just, it's kind of a thing because I'm terrified <laughs> to drill into tile. It's just, it's just hard. It's just difficult. That's all. I'm scared. So is your thing, you're, you're, you're comparing that to like... You what I'm comparing that to is Lex. It. What I'm comparing that to is Lex going, oh, we'll get to that later this other time. Yeah. One day I'll get right. to it. Whereas yeah. I'm like, oh, that day is now. Like yeah. it's happening. I got to do something. I need to do that. I need to do that with the unfinished part. Well, the, the part of the basement that used to be unfinished. It used to be finished and is now unfinished. <laughs> because of the dangerous <laughs> situation, the flood. Because of just water, yeah, just water dripping water in constantly, and and um, 
Yeah, yeah, but you had to let the and mold. There was, and there know. was there was a mold issue, right? So you had to let that get, and you're still yeah. letting that dry out, and it's fine. That's well, fine. <laughs> it's been four years. Yeah, no, it's fine. It takes a long time. <laughs> mold is very, you know, things things take a long time for things to dry out. Thanks for uh, steering me back to my point. By the way, that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, there's a lot of that here, and I need to. I mean, some of that I need to. But I think, but the thing that I feel like I did okay was doing, you know, going commuting to Seattle. I knew I wasn't going to, I knew I wasn't going to do it for, for long. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this until I can get. <laughs> and I was very, I was very motivated to stop doing it. One, I just, I hated commuting. I just hated the process of commuting. And two, I felt like, well, actually there's three things. Two, I felt like I, my, the company was no longer what I wanted um, mm. it changed hands basically yeah, and, yeah. um, wasn't the same place to work anymore. And then three, uh, you know, I wanted to be home with Hank and doing stuff. So, and we've, you know, we've sort of managed to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot easier because here I went back to work. Um, but, but the fact that we both work out of the house is, makes it really good. So. Yeah. Nice. But yep. not everybody can do that. I mean, Mm-mm. Mm. No, that was, we, I was we had the say. benefit of you know, like I mean, I worked in financial services for a long time, and and, and then you know, I, I'm a white man. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh dear. It's well, you're a white man. I didn't know that part. <laughs> Mostly, mm. like yeah. you know, ninety nine point nine nine percent. Uh. Hey, but yeah, just, I, I'm a bad dad sometimes. And I should be better about it. And I, uh, I have accepted my flaws. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the, the one way that I justify is like, well, I'm trying to like do well by my kids financially, right? Like if I can yes. set them up so they can do whatever they want, then, then right. I've done something right. But if they then in turn say, Hey, now we should have for our kids. And like, at some point, somebody should have a good relationship. Like it's not that my kids don't have a good relationship with me, but like I could do better. I don't, I admit it. They seem to like me. The thing that breaks my heart the most with my kids is they still think of me as a person who works from home. And I don't. I'm at home today because I got home <laughs> 12 hours mm-hmm. ago. But mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're like, each day or the night before, they'll be like, are you going to the city tomorrow? I'm like, I literally go to the city four to five days a week. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to the city tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but they think of me because for years I was the guy who worked from home. They just think of me as at home, uh, which in some ways is great, right? Because now they see the, being in the city is the exception. So they don't like associate me with being a dad right. who's like super community. But yeah. like, yeah. it's just perennial disappointment. <laughs> But you work, you work from home one day a week, right? You just said that? B- between zero and one days a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but still, you work from home some days. Yes, it is not know, out of the month. I, work from home. I mean, my great. dad never worked from home, ever. Yeah. Never so once. <laughs> my new tagline is slightly better than Moltz's dad. That's, there you go. Uh, <laughs> my dad worked from home when he broke his leg for a week and a half or two weeks. It was the worst year of my life. <laughs> My dad's weeks. thing was because uh, he was a he was a doctor, so everybody at the hospital had to take ER duty X times a month or whatever. Oh man! So when he I was, was going to ask ER about duty, that. that sucked. Yeah, the, there was there was an ice storm. There was a fame, you know, I think it's kind of famous ice storm in the East Coast in the late seventies, mid to late seventies. Yeah, there's a movie made about that, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a movie movie about it. Basically, I mean, it's about that. I mean, I don't know if it's about that particular storm, but it seems like time the time period is exactly right, um, and. My dad was my dad was in work when the weather you know was in New York and work when the weather got bad and he said he basically just said I'm going to stay here. 
<laughs> he got a hotel room and he stayed in New York for like three days. And my mom and my brothers and I, you know, were at the house with no power, Feral. sleeping in, <laughs> sleeping in the den in front of the fireplace, <laughs> like cooking cooking toast over the fire. <laughs> Wow, you were medieval. Until after, like, and we were having a blast. You know, the three of us, you know, school was school was out. We were just like, woo, this is awesome. And you know who wasn't mother, having a blast? Yeah. My poor mother was probably just like, yeah, just, I mean, I, beside herself, I'm sure. And finally, I think she she called him. I mean, she, she got him on the phone and was like, you are coming out here and we are going someplace to stay. Get and, your ass uh, here now. Yeah. And so so he came out and we all packed up our stuff and went to stay with some people that we knew. I would like to know how much fun your dad was having though. Like how much of a blast it was to have like a little kid free <laughs> vacation for a few days. He was probably going out to I'm sure he was going to restaurants and hanging out with friends and stuff. I'm sure he was having a great time. Gambling. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren uh, worries or complains that she thinks of my work trips as little vacations and often they're very much not right like it's just oh, nonstop no, it's work and since they know yeah. that you're traveling they're like well you have nothing to go home to so let's work all night like that's the worst mm-hmm. work-life balance because yep. like, you don't have any kids at home so just just stay here forever yep uh, which I don't begrudge them. like I totally get it but there I find my work trips exhausting even when I don't get home at three in the morning mm-hmm. but um, the this trip uh, that I was just on was in Palm Springs <laughs> And I, now you're inside the entire time uh, in air conditioned rooms, meeting with advertisers. But I was in Palm Springs and then we had a drive to LA and we're like, why don't we stop at Joshua Tree since we're right there? And so like that part is like a fun thing, but I feel zero guilt about it because you've, you've just done 14 meetings in a day and a half. And it's like yeah. enough already. But I understand <laughs> as the, as the parent who stays home, the pain of like, so you're just out with other adults and no kid related responsibilities right now. Yeah. And you're tired. Like I get it. I'm not, I'm not blind to it, <laughs> but it's not, it's not what you think. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's work trips suck. So if you have a spouse or a partner who does work trips, they do suck. Just to be clear. I, I actually went through a thing with that. Um, speaking of uh, the, the first job that I had, cause I was looking at these guys at this consulting firm and this was the firm that the guy said, don't work so many hours. These dudes were gone. They were traveling all over the country, in some cases the world, uh, four to five days a week. Most of the time they were gone. They were like, we had million milers. We had, like, there was one guy who got, he was the first to get a flying colonel from Delta Airlines. Flying colonel. And what that does, by the way, at the time, or what that did, he could bump anybody off of a flight. He would show up at the thing and go, I got to get on this plane. Okay, hold on. And they'd find someone to give him a seat, basically. It was like, and a good seat, too. It wasn't like a crappy seat. It was like, they'd try, try to get him the best seat possible. And um, I don't know that that would fly today, but literally, he would fly that way. And it was like, you'd watch him and you'd be like, okay, we're stranded at this location and we're not going to get home until 70 hours later. He's like, yeah, I'm on a, I got the, like, I'm sitting next to the pilot, basically, uh, and I'll be home in two hours. So bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> and he jump on the plane. They, they bumped the co-pilot. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's the level of, of travelers. But I asked the guy, because they, they were like, <laughs> we're going to go with one pilot. Hope he doesn't have a heart attack. <laughs> they wanted me to go back to school and become like a, you know, business organization person or whatever, like masters of business or organization or whatever the hell it's called. And I was like, uh, maybe. And they were like, well, we can give you a salary bump of X. Like you'll start at this. And, and, and so I asked the younger guys who had joined the firm, the people, and they were like, uh, 
it's cool, but I don't think I can do this forever. Once I start my family, it's going to change. And, and, but these other guys who had family, I'm like, how does your family do? How do you know, how, how do you do being away from your family? And he's like, Oh, they just gotten used to it. And we just have a working arrangement. I'm like, I bet if I asked your wife, that same thing would be a whole different conversation. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And I, and the glare, uh, yeah, there'd be a lot of glaring. Just, uh, just a guess. Yeah. Well. But that, that steered me away from that. And also the same thing with bands, actually. That was one of the issues I stopped being in a band. Like, I stopped being serious in a band. I just joked around in any band I was in <laughs> after, after that one time. Because I was like, I worked at a radio station and I looked at these bands coming through and I'm like, I can't do it. I don't want that life. I didn't want the, I didn't want the van oh, touring yeah. life. Yeah. Just I think that, would, I, that doesn't appeal to me at all. And... You know, it's one thing if you get signed and you're like, you know, Bradley Cooper in, uh, or what's her name, Lady Gaga in uh, Stars Born. But, you know, that doesn't happen ever. <laughs> you're, you're gigging horrible places forever. And, that, and yeah. that may never change. As a musician, that may be your life. Yeah. And for most musicians, that is the life. That's the life you lead. But, um, you know, if you make it big and whatever, great. But that just doesn't happen to everybody. Yeah. Anyway, that was that was. I, I remember. That, I remember when that occurred to me. I mean, I never. I was never. I never played a musical instrument, so it never even entered my mind to think about that life or anything other than just you know, sort of like crazy theoretical and thinking about those who do have that life. But there was this place called Twist and Shout that we used to go to in um, D.C. in the D.C. area. I can't remember if it was inside the inside D.C. or slightly outside. But anyway, um, it was just a an old like. Um, veterans hall that they would rent out on weekends and they'd get like a uh you know a couple kegs of beer and have like a rockabilly band come play nice. and charge people like a few bucks to come in and dance and drink beer and and actually it turned out they, they ended up getting shut down because the people who were running it didn't have a liquor license oops <laughs> <laughs> well the, the see the hall had a liquor license and so they thought they were covered and then they found out no they you have to have a liquor license so anyway and then they they fixed it and they opened up again but um there was uh, this one guy sleepy labeef who came and we loved sleepy labeef <laughs> oh this, yeah How he was like not? six five or something he's a very tall guy yep and and one time i'm in the i'm in the bathroom standing at the urinal and sleepy little beef comes in the urinal next to me and i'm looking looking at him and he's like how are you doing and and he was probably i mean he seemed a lot you know i was in my early 20s and he seemed a lot older i mean he was probably 40 45 something like that and um and I just thought, man, <laughs> you're you're like you're significantly older, and you're playing like this place. <laughs> yeah, like, yep. like it's not exactly like you're gonna get suddenly found and get a, like a big record deal or something. You're you're this is this is what you're doing. Yeah, and that's, that it just seemed like man, that's got to be a lot of work. That was bad. Do you think when people manners. can't find him, they say, "Where's the beef?" Do you think that happens, <laughs> or is it too easy? Mm. Well, you know, I'm sure someone has said that <laughs> other than you. The Lex of his life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Burger King co-opted that, John. Um, Lex, Burger King. That's where that came from. Where's the beef? Was that Burger King? When, no, where's was, the uh, beef? That was McDonald's. Wendy's. 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 One Wendy's. of those people, co- you know what? Yeah. Burger King co-opted it. Couldn't sell it. They use it for Wendy's. The end. Done. That, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Nope. I, I, there's a band called Bad Manners. They were a ska band. And um, that, I had that total with them. It was like, all right, guys, um, 
they're like, ah, oh, we're just going to sleep here tonight. I'm like, where's here? And they walk out back and there's a, a like a 1942 Toyota, pick, you know, so old and battered pickup truck with a super battered like trailer, like a, a camping trailer. And mm-hmm. it, it looked like they had purchased it um, 20 years prior from uh, a flood recovery effort. It was so hammered. Everything looked just so beat up. And it was the saddest thing. These are guys who were known, you know, not huge, but they had albums. They had a record label. You know, they they were still sleeping in a trailer, you know, 15 years later or whatever. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Couldn't afford it. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's like, I, I've always been interested to see when there's people who I've met who are in bands that I've heard of. And, you know, from like back in the late 80s or early 90s or something like that and how they're all like working desk jobs now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in, well, like, like IT and like IT and stuff. I mean, they're not working. Yeah, I always yeah. just thought like, you you know, you work in a band, then you go like you work for a record label or something like you're, mm-hmm. you're a producer or, you're, you know, you're yep, yep. what are you're working in sales or you're doing something in the record industry. And it's like, nope, most of these people have like the same kind of jobs that you have. Yeah, this is true. Very true. And Lex, yes, you're living, you're living the dream by rocking out as a dad. I do have a band with dads. There you go. Good for you. I hate to tell you, but you're probably not going to get a record deal. Well, the, the, that's the best thing, right? When you're in a band where you don't care about getting a record deal. That's right. fantastic. It's good. Yeah. I once wrote yeah. a book. Actually, I four times wrote a book, but I once wrote a book and we, we desperately wanted to have a publisher, but we knew we could never do it. So we just didn't worry about it. We made it a blog instead. And then one day publishers called. It was great. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and that's why you and your children should all write books about snuggy sex because one day. <laughs> Gotta plug it. Gotta plug it. Publishers make them call. I didn't say the title. They're gonna have to I know. Google snuggy sex, so nobody wants that in <laughs> <laughs>